Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What a Week. As always, I'm your host, Nick Gatlin. Let's get into the news. Multnomah County will emerge from Oregon's COVID-19 freeze on December 3rd, along with the rest of the state. However, COVID-19 spread is still out of control in Multnomah County, so it will go from a freeze to the state's highest category of public health restrictions, the, quote, extreme risk level. Most counties in the state will likely join Multnomah in the extreme risk level. Many of the current restrictions will remain in place, although some will be less stringent, including that outdoor dining will be allowed at bars and restaurants. Large religious institutions will also be able to quadruple the size of their indoor gatherings. Gathering indoors with people outside of one's household without masks is still one of the easiest ways to transmit or contract COVID-19, and Multnomah County public health officials warned people in a news release Friday to avoid the three C's, crowded spaces where you are around many people, close contact settings where people take off their masks and have close conversations, and confined space, which means any enclosed area with poor ventilation. In state news, the Oregon Health Authority on Monday reported 1,314 new confirmed or presumptive coronavirus cases and seven new deaths. Patrick Allen, director of the agency, said cases have been growing at alarming speed. Quote, COVID-19 is spreading faster in all parts of Oregon, he said in a statement. It took six months before 25,000 Oregonians became sick with COVID-19 and two months more until we reached 50,000 total COVID-19 infections in Oregon. Most recently, it took three weeks to go from 50,000 cases to 75,000, and this weekend we crossed 900 total deaths, he said. Hospitalizations continued to rise as well, officials said, with the total increasing to 584 patients, 45 more than Sunday. November has been the deadliest month in Oregon since the pandemic began, with nearly 200 of the state's deaths reported this month, more than 20% of all fatalities to the disease so far. In national news, Scott Atlas, the controversial physician who became President Donald Trump's handpicked coronavirus advisor, resigned from the White House on Monday. Quote, I always relied on the latest science and evidence without any political consideration or influence, Atlas wrote in his resignation letter, which he posted to Twitter on Monday night. A radiologist with no previous experience fighting infectious disease, Atlas joined the White House in August after TV appearances on Fox News, where he decried fears about COVID-19 as overblown. But the doctor, who won Trump's favor by repeatedly pitching the president on a rosier outlook about the worsening pandemic, clashed with the administration's public health experts who warned that Atlas was misleading Trump about the severity of the crisis. Deborah Burks, an infectious disease specialist who had been tapped in February to serve as the White House's coronavirus coordinator, was increasingly marginalized this fall in favor of Atlas. Senior medical experts also battled with Atlas after he appeared to advocate the concept of herd immunity, the controversial theory that the United States can quickly and safely achieve widespread immunity to the coronavirus by allowing it to spread unfettered among healthy people. Finally, in international news, on Thursday, some 200 million workers held a one-day general strike in India. This massive day of action was called by 10 trade unions and over 250 farmers' organizations and was accompanied by massive protests and a near-total shutdown of some Indian states. According to the call put out by unions, the general strike was organized against the, quote, anti-people, anti-worker, anti-national, and destructive policies of the BJP government led by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Their demands included the withdrawal of all, quote, anti-farmer laws and anti-worker labor codes, the payment of 7,500 rupees in the accounts of each non-taxpaying family, a monthly supply of 10 kilograms of food to needy families, the expansion of the Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Act of 2005 
to include 200 workdays each year, higher wages, and the act's extension to urban industries, stop the, quote, privatization of the public sector, including the financial sector, and stop corporatization of government-run manufacturing and service entities like railways, ordnance factories, ports, etc., and much more. That's all the news for this week. This has been What A Week. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>